whole systems have been alerted to your presence, sir. Folky religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. I'll show you the dark side. You know what I've come for. The map to Skywalker. We know you found it. And now you're going to give it to the First Order. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 547, and I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, community, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to continue our in-depth look at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. From the food, merchandise, technology, and experiences, as well as how to prepare yourself and your family for what's to come. This week, we're going to discuss the many different dining options and menus, as well as the merchandise opportunities and shops inside Galaxy's Edge. And as this land is going to be more interactive and personalized than any other we've seen to date... We're also going to see how the Play Disney Parks mobile app is going to impact and integrate with your experience. And we're also going to help you prepare for your visit to Galaxy's Edge with tips and a list of what to watch and maybe read. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, meets of the month, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. And we're going to get right into part two of our everything you need to know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And let's be clear, we're going to get to the food right now, because I think <laughs> I think that the food is is the third attraction, right? Because the well, don't laugh. I mean it. Attractions no, are the things. No, you're doing. I agree. <laughs> because my mouth the, is watering. The the storyline and the storytelling and the characters and the props and all that extends into the multiple dining locations. Right. So there's. Um, Oga's Cantina, there's a Docking Bay, food, Seven Food and Cargo, Ronto's Roasters, the Milk Stand, and Cat Saka's Kettle. So let's sort of go through them very quickly, one-on-one. Uh, Oga's Cantina is run by um, uh, a, a proprietor, Ogagara, and we're invited to um, share some, as you mentioned, Becky, earlier, some exotic beverages served in the collectible market's going to go crazy, served in uh, <laughs> some very unique uh, drinking vessels, as it were. And for me, and I think for a lot of us, the thing that I dig about this is if you look carefully, you'll find Captain Rex from the original Star Tours uh, 
also voiced by Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, uh, is going to be in the cantina as well. Well, let me be the first to say, Becky, if you want to meet me for a drink, I owe you the first round. Like I am here for these beverages because I think like if you look at the original Star Wars, Star Wars, not even, you know, The Force Awakens, Star Wars itself from 1977, you see that cantina. And for years and decades, people have been dying to go to a cantina. And there have been sometimes recreations that they've done for movie premieres and the press has been able to go. But this is the first time that we as fans are going to be able to go into a cantina, uh, get blue milk or green milk if you're a Last Jedi fan like myself. Um, and there's going to be, here's some of the, the titles of these beverages, and they're so exciting. Um, the Bespin Fizz or the Bloody Ranker, <laughs> uh, Dagobah Slug Slinger. Like you, I'm already having fun with the names themselves, and they look incredible. Um, something that was really exciting for me, uh, I am a bit of a health nut. Uh, as much as I do love a good Mickey waffle or a churro, uh, I am also very, very particular in my diet. So I care a lot about eating, you know, clean meals and healthy eating. I look at some of these uh, beverages, blue milk is not actually going to be milk. It is going to be a plant-based milk, uh, which is very exciting for me because as I said earlier, we live in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> so if you're visiting Orlando, I'm not sure July in Orlando is a good time for a nice cold glass of milk. Milk was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very it's very cool to see that Disney has realized that as well. And as much as people want blue milk, they're going to be giving you a refreshing blue, uh, milk. So the blue milk is going to be a berry flavor and green milk will be a very similar consistency, but more citrus flavors. Uh, and man, seriously, Becky, call, holler at me. I am... <laughs> here for it <laughs> it's so funny that people talk about drinks they go right to becky um but yeah so the, and the cantina <laughs> is going to have both um uh adult beverages and non-alcoholic beverages as well and there's probably just a, at a quick look i mean probably close to 20 different ones that are mm-hmm. unique uh, I, I think you're right. I think part of the fun is just going to be going in to order a fuzzy tauntaun. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds worse than it probably should, but there's Jabba Deuce and Carbon Freeze and Black Spryer Brew and um, uh, a, a number of different teas as well. A T-16 t- Skyhopper for those of you um, Star Wars Episode 4 fans. Uh, and a, a Yub Nub. Who does want to get a little? Uh, that's an Ewok. For for those for my fellow Ewoks, that's a, the the Yubby Nub is my is my drink of choice. Um, there's also a quick service dining location called the Docking Bay Seven Food and Cargo, where Chef Strano Cookie Tugs converted his uh, transport vehicle into a mobile kitchen and restaurant uh, filled with exotic ingredients, including Tugs Grug which is a traveling diner inspired by a number of different dishes. Um, why don't you guys quickly go through some of the things you can get at, at the, uh, at, at the docking Bay seven food and cargo. Uh, so it looks like uh, the, the main choice of meat is the uh, Ronto meat, uh, which is there's nothing more star Wars than cooking your meat with a pod racing engine. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have that at home, but I'm pretty sure my wife would tell me no, but uh, so it looks like Ronto roasters is, is sausage wraps and, and you can make burgers out of that too. I saw some really delicious tacos that I want. Um, uh, let's see what else they've got. Or uh, Danny, do you have any other foods there? I, yeah. Um, so it looks like, I mean, if you look back to uh, Pandora, Land of Avatar, uh, the quick service location there is one of my favorite places on property because, as I said earlier, it's not just a cheeseburger. It's not just pizza. It's really healthy food and you get to kind of pick and choose what you'd like. So in the same way, it looks like 
There's braised a shock roast, which it looks like is uh, beef pot roast in there. Um, fried Andorian tipyip, which is a chicken dish with roasted vegetables. Uh, Felukian, uh, Corey, correct me on the pronunciation of that. <laughs> Falukian Garden Spread, which is really cool. It's a plant-based Kepka uh, meatball-style dish. Uh, Ithorian Garden Loaf, which is a meatloaf, but again, plant-based. And oven-roasted burra fish. And they'd have a very similar thing of tip-yip, except tip-yip is actually chicken. So, And that's a really another cool thing. I don't think we even mentioned that, is that, for example, oven-roasted tip-yip, which is actually chicken with mixed greens and roasted vegetables, but all of the food is also in theme. It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to be walking in here and getting a, a Darth Vader cookie. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. These, these are in-theme meals that also happen to be extremely uh, healthy. Yeah, and that might be one of the takeaways, too, in preparing is that I saw no cheeseburgers or chicken nuggets. So definitely prepare your, your uh, the younglings for uh, – some different tasting foods, but uh, I'm just wondering where the pork burger is. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, as we were going through some of the the um, the menu items, I did quick quickly look in terms of the the children's menu options. Include fried chicken. There's mac and cheese. There's a chilled shrimp with vegetables and rice noodle salad with a sweet orange dressing. So yeah, you probably can't get a, a hamburger, which I dig, but there still are simple palatable things for kids or those who might not want to um, um, try something on a little more of an exotic side, but there's, there's other, there's, there's a, um, a, a shrimp noodle salad. I mean, there's probably eight to 10 or so different items alone in this, uh, in this location. And it'll be interesting to see if this is going to be a, um, I assume it's going to be a, a sit-down restaurant. Is it? Is it one that's going to take reservations? I'm not sure if that is. Um, I'm not sure if that's clear as yet. So I heard that the. Um, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I heard from a report that at the event they had shown the building itself, and the queue will kind of wrap around the square building. So you'll walk in and take an immediate right, and it's almost like you're hugging the wall. Um, and then when you come around to the left side of the building that's where you actually order food um and my understanding is that the center of that said building is the table seating area now who knows what that will be like will it be like hey you've brought your food we already have an idea of how many are in your party and where your seat might be but i i do think that that is a bit of more of a, a casual setting okay and i think there's also a a quick location called called katsaka's kettle which this i'm if you've ever been to Tokyo, you know why I'm excited because their pop, <laughs> popcorn is an attraction. Um, they have a uh, something called the Outpost Mix, which is going to be a sweet and savory popcorn mix with a little bit of hint of spice. So I'm always down for trying some new foods. Um, if you're excited for the attraction and you are as excited as I am for the food, um, you may or not... Every every go, all good things come to an end. All great attractions end in a gift shop, and <laughs> this is where I I really I love what they are doing here in terms of the the shopping options because what you're not going to find here is what you are going to find in in other locations. You're not. I was going to say in Toys R Us, but you can't even find it. If you can find a Toys R Us, maybe you could, but you can't. <laughs> On Amazon. <laughs> yeah. The merchandise that you are going to get here is not going to be your traditional evergreen 
Star Wars stuff that you can get off the shelves in Target. They have been created specifically for Black Spire Outpost, and every shop has a different, not just look and feel, but type of merchandise that's going to be sold there. Let's get let, let's get to the nine hundred pound Yoda in the room because <laughs> Savi's workshop is where you can meet the gatherers, which is a, a group of people who are dedicating their lives to restoring balance to the force. And there's a master there that's going to help you customize and build your own unique lightsaber and get instructed on the ways of the Jedi. You're going, Mangello. I've seen that in Tatooine Traders. I say nay, nay. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be something very different because... They want this to be even more experiential in terms of drawing your power from the force, picking out your kyber crystal, which is your the, the crystal which is sort of at the, the heart of the saber, and then sort of taking you through a tour. And you have four options to sort of form your lightsaber. Um, tell me if, I, if I've got this right. Peace, justice, power control, which is a Sith-based thing, elemental nature, and then defense, which is a little bit more mysterious. But this is going to be a much more thematic, interactive experience other than the build-your-own-droid or build-your-own-lightsaber that we currently have um, at, at Dizzy Springs and, and Tatooine Traders. Yeah, you know, we keep talking about how, like, there's a third attraction. We had said food's the third attraction, the, the parks app or the play app is the third attraction. But I guess there's like seven attractions here because (laughs) seemingly this experience in Savi's workshop is going to be an experience in and of itself where it's going to be extremely intimate. It's not going to feel like you're, I mean, to your point of like a Toys R Us, it's not like you're going to be fighting for a, a lightsaber. It's going to be personalized to you and a select amount of people at a time. Um, but yeah, you get to build it. You get to choose your own personality and kind of the, the virtues that you're uh, going to be imbuing on that lightsaber itself. But not only that, like you bring up Tatooine Traders, the quality, if you've seen photos of these lightsabers, oh my gosh, they they look like I want to buy one and put it on a shelf in my bedroom. <laughs> like, Absolutely. They look so good. Even more so, like if you if you have one of those force effects lightsabers, which you know they're very sturdy, they've got the the beautiful glowing thing. You're only able to buy ones that was you know Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, Kylo Ren. Um, these are ones that you are, they don't appear to be that same type of plastic. They are um, uh, they're much they look like they're metal, much sturdier. They come with a display stand. And from what I understand, you sort of not only can build your hilt and put your kyber crystal in, but I guess as an option, you can add a blade to the the lightsaber as well. Yeah, so this is where uh, the knowledge of uh, kind of the costuming universe with the 501st Legion and the Saber Guilds kind of comes in handy here. So these these almost look like what those clubs are starting to do with the machined metals. Uh, they, they definitely have a metallic kind of presence about them. If they're plastic, they are very convincing. But what I noticed <laughs> on, on some of the images is uh, charging mechanisms. So like you can set it on um, like the display that they come with and they charge, which makes me think that they're interactive because they're mm-hmm. going to do more than just light up if I have 
if I have to bet on it. But uh, yeah, in the blades, I'm kind of curious to see what the blades look like, but these look super high quality. Uh, like you said, with the force effects labors, but you get to pill, uh, to build everything you want on it. And I'm really hoping I can still get one before. And, and I'm not sure if we mentioned <laughs> you, we were talking about this being an experiential attraction. This is one where I believe it's, it's 12 to 14 people are going to be able to do this at the same time. So it's almost like you're selected like for Jedi training Academy and, and only your group goes in. You, you have this experience, you learn about the ways of the force, how and why you need to select your Kyber crystal and then assemble it. So it's not just going to be sort of this assembly line that, that happens sometimes at the, the build your own lightsaber at Tatooine traders or, or Disney Springs. This is something that truly is a, a, an attraction that's going to take, I have to imagine it's going to take some time to do. And to that point, we'll probably have take some time to wait for as well. <laughs> and I mean, to, to Corey's point, I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead here uh, about interactivity. I am itching, as much as I love a lightsaber, I'm very excited to own my own lightsaber. I am itching to have a BB unit droid that can follow <laughs> me around. I am so, so ready to give them all my money so that I can finally, since I've been dreaming since I was a child to have a droid. And it seems like that soon will be a reality. And so, guy, okay, talk about the, uh, the, the droid depot. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a droid depot uh, here at Galaxy's Edge, and it sounds like it's not like you're just going to walk in and there's going to be like you're walking to a car dealership and like, well, which, which color would you like? <laughs> and you just pick it off the shelf. Um, it's much more going to be, again, just like uh, Savi's workshop, an interactive experience where you get to literally build your droid there will be a conveyor belt where there's droid parts that will be in front of you and you get to pick the droid parts off and choose how you want to build your um your either your r2 unit or your bb unit um and this god this i'm a big tech guy so this is super nerdy for me so please indulge me for a moment but these droids will be able to interact not just with each other so if like you and like if your kid and your other kid both get a droid they'll be able to interact when you get home which is really cool but also the droids will be able to interact with each other in the land um but granted if you've never seen a droid they're a little unwieldy, so you're not going to be carrying them in your hands. You're going to get a backpack, and you're going to put your little cute droid in a backpack, and you'll be walking around Galaxy's Edge, and to, that is just the cutest thing. Like, can you beat that? I mean, maybe a porg, but like, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> oh, they're so tasty. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so think little, about little the, the Banshee selection experience in Pandora at Wind Traders where you go and you talk to a cast member and you select your Banshee and your Banshee selects you and you're sort of paired up with it. This is going to be to the uh, to the nth degree, we keep using interactive and I can't help it, but that's really what it is because you are going to be designing this. And from what I understand, there's additional programming chips and accessories to further not only enhance their abilities but to really customize it so it's yours so it's not just picking the color of its legs and dome it's what this is going to be able to do and maybe even i'm guessing is there like an expandability by adding these additional chips and accessories to them yeah definitely and, and the, these aren't um by all images i've seen so far these are not the build the droids that you can currently do in uh, tomorrowland um 
these are definitely larger. I'm trying to find something to reference. The closest thing I can find is a big fig, but these are significantly larger, which means hopefully they do more, but they, they definitely seem like they're going to be able to interact with the land and the other droids around them. So hopefully they help further enhance the scenario of just walking around and maybe you can you know help with those side quests by having one. Well, and I think what and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, but all, all I was going to say was if we think about your reference earlier to DJ Rex at Oga's Cantina, which is very exciting. I'm so excited to go. I don't know. Probably I'm probably going to dance. You'll find me dancing there on day one <laughs> to some DJ Rex music um, in this Joy Depot. You'll also find a replica of DJ Rex that happens to be a Bluetooth speaker. And if I can think of any better way to have a nerdy party at my house, there will be a DJ Rex playing whatever jams I'm currently listening to. Play that same song. (laughs) So remember that reference a little bit from the other store. (laughs) Um, uh, It's what I was going to say, too, is is what I I imagine from reading about the accessories and there's pre-built droids and the C-3PO and the Rex is that. What's nice is that the it sounds like these will come in at different price points too. So you are not necessarily going to have to spend X amount of dollars. If you want to spend less, if you have multiple kids, it sounds like there'll be varying price points depending on what you build and what you put inside it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd assume the same thing for the lightsabers as well. If you have the mm-hmm. just the hilt or if you have a blade or if there's an extending blade um, that they haven't been clear on as yet. Well, not only that, but there will be so there will be Savvy's workshop, like we discussed, where you can build your own lightsaber. Um, there's also going to be, be another location. I can't seem to find it at the moment um, where you will be able to buy lightsabers that have been, quote unquote, recreated um, from very famous people in this universe. So there are legends that go around the Star Wars universe around people like Luke Skywalker, around Darth Vader and all of these people that we're going to be interacting with at Galaxy's Edge. They've heard tales of Darth Vader and of Luke Skywalker and uh, Leia, um, Rey, for example. And they started to build uh, recreations of these very famous people's lightsabers. And then you'll be able to buy those as well. And my understanding is, is that those lightsabers will not be, they will be at a different price point than the ones that you will build on your own at Savi's. So if you are looking for something a little different, um, if you have a favorite character, uh, then you could go get their recreated lightsaber as well. Just, just you know, the take all my money. It's just start the memes right now, because um, there, there's there's multiple other st- other stores as well. So there's Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. So yes, here where there's rare and uniquely valued items from across the galaxy, um, including the artifacts, the holocrons, the lightsabers. Holocrons is when you start to get super nerdy. Um, it's a two story shop and from what i'm gathering from what i'm reading doc is going to be in there taking calls and i assume he's going to be an audio animatronic interactive figure as well so there's going to be an experiential element to this shop too yeah this store is probably what intrigued me the most just from being on the more uh nerdy side of things uh noticing sith relics um the, the statues of the Sith, and then uh, you have a Darth Maul, uh, looks like a mini bust kind of thing. And then there's obviously the book of Sith there, uh, what, from what I'm seeing too. Um, 
And obviously, Doc Ondor. Oh, I shouldn't say obviously. Uh, Doc Ondor is a, a reference to uh, Solo, um, a Star Wars story. So there's there's that little tidbit in there too. He's mentioned in there, but uh, I think the the holocrons and the datacrons are probably what intrigues me the most, just because they have also said those are interactive. And if uh, if you have ever seen Star Wars Rebels, they they like to do certain things when you interact with the Force. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what those do and, and what price point those kind of things come in. And again, this is a 14-acre land, so maybe you ain't seen nothing yet. Because um, obviously, you don't maybe just want to buy Resistance-themed merchandise. The First Order needs some love, too. So they have a, a <laughs> spaceport hangar bay, which is a, a, a base and landing spot for the first, first Order. So there's all kinds of gear and uniforms um, uh, that you can find brought in by the First Order. And I think this is where we're going to see... The, the for the very first time a new ship that was created the Thai Echelon right um, and there's <clears throat> going to be not just first order um, ships and pins and toys and and caps and gear so if you want to dress like a first order um, officer you can do that if you if you're not necessarily on the resistance side of things. Yeah, Although- this is where a story plays back into the merchandising. Uh, so part of this story is that the First Order has sent the 709th Legion uh, into Batu to try and find out the resistance uh, locations. Uh, so you can actually buy some of the uh, merchandise from them. So I, I see banners um, in First Order outfits, which are actually, they look uh, a lot different than some of the cast member photos. So, I mean, that's good so that you're not confusing uh, guests and cast. You know. <laughs> hey, excuse me, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I do wonder, going back to the materials, so these are full-on First Order costumes. They might be a little warm in the in the summer. So I'm curious <laughs> to see how many of those go first day. Yeah, and there's a there's so the same way that there's sort of a first order supply house, there's a resistance supply house with all of the same type of things, including um, it, it says food rations. So I'm assuming like there's like grab and go items um, uh, on the resistance side. But what really was intriguing to me was, and again, everything that we're talking about are, are items that you feel would be appropriately. Uh, present in this land so there's a number of different market stalls again think about what the the makeup of this land is going to be so there's the jewels of bith there's little trinkets and treasures and and jewelry and accessories there's the creature stall which allows you to bring home so for for lack of a better term it's it's the batu version of a plush shop so if you want to bring home who doesn't want to bring home a little wampa or a rathar or a tauntaun or an oh so delicious porg but um uh these are ones that you'll only find here and not anywhere else and the the place that that is most intriguing is the toydarian toy maker i almost did a really bad wado impression but i won't because then i'll have to cut it out um I dig this because the the items that are found here are going to be the this artisan style. So they're made. These plush characters are also have um, uh, wood toys and tin toys and instruments. So it looks as though these are things that were created in like your local, you know, Saturday farmers market or or flea market by by local artisans. Yeah, I mean. 
I don't think clearly there's not going to be a giant, uh, I don't know, like a Costco warehouse of Star Wars merchandise for you to buy from. You're not just going to be able to walk into a one-stop shop and just get everything. It is going to be much more, like you said, like a marketplace. And you had reference like Istanbul and Marrakesh and these trips that they had taken. If you travel to Istanbul or Marrakesh, you're not going to find a giant shop. You will find lots of small little local merchants. So in that same vein, these toys look like they're handcrafted. Obviously, they're not, but they are adore honestly they're adorable like i want a little kylo ren like this because he just looks so cute (laughs) (laughs) a little less intimidating than the animatronic yes (laughs) but uh so going back to the reference of uh, play the same song i also noticed that they're they're advertising musical instruments from uh figure and dan in the modal notes which is pretty amazing that they went that far and then made awesome looking toys out of it so uh, i'm sure i'm going to have maybe a couple of those yeah that's what keeps impressing me about everything that I've, that I've heard. Um, I mean, this entire conversation, however long we've been talking is that the level of detail that they've gone to, I mean, they brought in JJ Abrams, they brought in Ryan Johnson, the the directors of uh, force awakens and the last Jedi respectively. Um, they brought in creators from rebels and from clone wars, like the TV series, they are bringing in the people that actually work on this stuff and have a deep rooted love of this, uh, this lore to bring in instruments like you just referenced, Corey, like, you you can't just do that without actually having a true passion for it. So that's so exciting. Yeah, and I think what what we're finding too as we we talk about this, and, and as I'm looking through some of the other things too, at, at the uh, looks like the Black Spire Outfitters, you like the cast members can mix and match your own clothing to create your own style, so you don't have to sort of. It's not like going during Halloween and having to choose the Obi-Wan Kenobi robes or the Kylo Ren robes or the Rey costume. You can mix and match all the different elements to craft your own costume as well because that's what's going to happen, right? You're going to want to, if you're going to want to live this story and you're going to want to really get into it, you're going to want to build your own lightsaber, get your own holocron, get your Jedi robes and make this experience uniquely yours. Um, and, and I really, really like that about that as opposed to just putting out um, the same merchandise that you'd be able to buy elsewhere. It really is rooted in the the storytelling element of it. So get online sure. now and start saving. You need to start <laughs> call your credit card companies because they're going to have to extend your credit um, if you're a Star Wars fan. My piggy bank is sweating right now. I, I, I can see it. <laughs> Trying to figure out how many holidays and birthdays I have between here and the next time I'm going. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, you know, with with all of these we keep talking about and and, and I'm, I should pull up a thes- I should buy myself a thesaurus so I can use another word other than the immersive experience but that's really what we're finding here from every single aspect of it nothing is going to take you out of the story in which you are not a passive observer but you are very much and I'm going full circle like what Walt wanted with Disneyland he wanted you to be an active participant and even more so to be able to not just live in the story of Pinocchio or Alice in Wonderland, but to create your own story. This really is, remember the old choose your own adventure books? This is, you know, this is choose your own adventure in a, in a much more different personal kind of way. 
you know, you had referenced uh, earlier that I was uh, in a past life part of the Dream Squad uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And there was like this big phrase that Disney kept using of like, live your dream. And if you think like to your reference of Disneyland and what Walt initially wanted, like think about Peter Pan. Kids watch a Peter Pan movie and go, I want to fly. And then you can go fly at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland. Um, this is that on steroids. <laughs> and and, it, and it's not just for kids. It's, it's for the kids at heart because I mean, this might be opening right around my 30th birthday, but I'm going to be there as though I'm eight years old. So... <laughs> It's very, very exciting uh, for the eight-year-old in me to realize, wow, I'm really going to be able to pilot the Millennium Falcon like I've always dreamed. I mean, since I was a child, I've wanted to sit in that chair. And clearly, hundreds of thousands of other people have done the same. Or I've wanted to go to a cantina. Or I've wanted to um, haggle. Or I've wanted to, you know, be a part of the, re and, you know, back in the day, the rebellion. <laughs> now, in this case, the resistance. It really does uh, look like we're going to be able to, well, live that dream. Look, I, I just hit level 50, so I'm, and I still feel the same way. And as I'm looking through the pictures as we're talking, my excitement level is increasing. And it's not specifically about the attractions. I'm looking at the inside of some of these stores, I'm looking at the queues, I'm looking at, okay, maybe I'm looking at the interiors of the restaurants as well. But <laughs> this really is unlike anything that we have seen before. And I think one of the things that we, made a point to stress was you don't have to be a star Wars nerd to do it. That being said, um, I want to ask you guys specifically if you are planning on your trip this year, this fall, next year, whatever, and you want to sort of go in with at least a, a basic understanding of star Wars. Um, what do you think are the requisite things you need to see or you need to read because look, I know um, I, I think actually next month uh, Marvel is releasing a five issue comic book miniseries, which is going to take place in Batu to sort of help extend the story. But what do you think they need to watch or they should watch? And I'm going to very quickly say <laughs> that fortunately we have been spared from having to watch episode one or two or three, probably. <laughs> There's no Jar Jar's jetpack joyride attraction or anything like that. But what Misa are... very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of we didn't talk about any Jar Jar merchandise no. here, anywhere. Um There's what do you think what there, do you think the movies are? And especially because there's been so many different animated series from Clone Wars to Rebels and, and new things coming. What are the movies and what maybe are the um, the animated series or other stuff that they should consume before they go to Galaxy's Edge to get the, the best possible experience? So I, I would say uh, the, the first thing is probably going to be, and I think it's it's very deliberate, they, they have limited just how much of the lore that they've put into it so that you don't have to necessarily have this wealth of knowledge walking under uh, into the world. Um, but if you wanted to enhance it, I'm going to guess that the majority of those Marvel, uh, those Marvel issues are going to have a lot of the storyline to set up the planet. If you want um, more of the history of where it comes from and film wise, I would say uh, the sequel trilogy, since this is where it's living in, you should be aware of, maybe who the first order are and just how bad or maybe where they came from or kind of that they spawned from the empire and then who the resistance are. And that they're these, 
you know, these mix, mix and match kind of um, rebellious heroes that have, are, are the heroes of this trilogy uh, and maybe understand that there's, you know, this trilogy has done a lot to make a, a very distinct um, notion that there is, there is good, there is bad, but there's the middle and that's where the smugglers come in. And that's how the land is laid out too. So to be able to understand that there is, you know, the very good guys and the very bad guys. And then there's, there's a core group of people in the middle that, you know, uh, you'll get that through uh, the force awakens. And um, even if you go as far back as maybe uh, rogue one, where they, um, the Diego Luna's character, uh, he's a good guy doing things in maybe a bad way. And that's kind of where the middle meets. Yeah. You know, I look at all of the various fandoms that I'm a part of, uh, probably largest of which is Marvel. And if you're familiar with the Marvel movies at all, there's what, 20 movies to see? <laughs> and from what I've heard from lots of people, I get it. It's super intimidating. So if you aren't a big Star Wars fan, first off, welcome. <laughs> it, it's great. I really hope that you enjoy your time with us. Um, but it can sound intimidating because there's going to be, well, I guess there already are nine movies if you include Rogue One. And then there's TV shows and there's, it can feel like so much. You don't need all of that. I mean, it's kind of been a uh, a theme that we've been discussing in Corey, just to Corey, what, uh, <laughs> just to echo what Corey said. Um, it's not something where you need to dive into all of the ancillary comics and books uh, that can enhance your uh, experience. In my eyes, see the two main movies and like Corey said um uh, rogue one as well the most recent movies that have just come out my favorite of which being the last jedi <laughs> um those are really good baselines and if they really speak to you great and i mean kind of to lose point as well there's a chance that there's there might be some people out there that go just like pandora i just want to go in blind i really want to just jump in and see what this land is about because from everything that we've been hearing it sounds like this land is going to be something that you can experience uh, in a myriad of different ways. But if you were to ask me a good place to start, uh, Force Awakens, well, honestly, you could watch the two of them back to back, and I think that'd be a great way yeah. to do it. Force Awakens and Last Jedi is really sort of all you need to do. And you can probably watch those while you're standing in line because you're going to have some time. So <laughs> don't worry about watching it on true? the plane. You can watch it when um, you get there. All right, so so just to sort of put put a bow on this because there is there, there's so much, right? I mean, it, it's almost like the opening of a brand new park because it is so big and there's so much in there. What's the one thing? Don't give a Lou Mangiello, you know, five-part codicil answer. What's the one thing <laughs> you are looking forward to most at this point um, from what we know in at Galaxy's Edge? Uh, I think for me, it's going to be the attractions. Uh, just in general, the both of them, um, they have already made it clear that they have gone leaps and bounds, how far they've pushed the technology and the immersion and the storytelling to see that. And to be a part of that is something that I think uh, like Danny was saying earlier, if you're like me, like this is a, if not the dream. So to be able to go through that is just going to be something that will stick with you forever. Yeah. I think I, I can't pinpoint one specific area of the land. I think what I'm the most excited about is to see Disney try something truly innovative and truly bananas. <laughs> I know bananas might not be the most uh, <laughs> eloquent way of putting it, but we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen an attraction that seemingly might be 15 to 25 minutes long. Well, okay. Ellen's energy adventure was very long. <laughs> I, th I think that's a different uh, situation here, 
We've never seen an attraction that seemingly is this long or that starts in the queue in that way. We've never seen an attraction where if you leave, you'll be uh, followed by, you know, smugglers or by the first order because you did bad or good in an attraction. We've never seen a land in which uh, you can buy merchandise, potentially not with cash. I don't, that's another thing. I don't know how we'll be buying stuff here. Will it be with like space credits or something? Um, so to put a bow on it, I think I'm the most interested and excited to see Disney really experiment and try some crazy stuff. Cause that's, that's really what's interesting to me the most. Yeah. For me, it, this may come as a shock. It's actually not the dining, um, nor is it the attractions. <laughs> uh, I think, the land itself is the attraction. I, I think from a a the the nerdy perspective I'm coming from is not the Star Wars nerd, but the tech nerd. So I want to I want to walk in and have that three-dimensional cinematic experience and just wander through the land and see what this interaction and more importantly the personalization is going to be like. I think that's where this is the thing that that we don't know a lot about yet, but is going to change. We've seen very, very small touches of personalization in the queue for Rock and Roller Coaster at the end of It's a Small World in um, in very small ways that way. But I think the personalization of the experience, the uniqueness of every guest's experience is what is going to set this apart uh, including the integration of technologies that we have not seen. And I don't just mean in the attractions, in the animatronics, in the, the app itself, but how we interact with not just each other, not just with the cast members, not just with the attractions, but with the environment and, and how the land itself is... is um, is actually an an attraction. Um, I'm also curious to see what the the crowds and lines are going to be like. I I I wonder is there going to be and and maybe this is a question for you, the listener. We've been sort of teasing and anticipating how crowded this land might be. I wonder if there is going to be some type of premium access. Right? It will there be sort of some sort of a pay for fast pass type service. Uh, we've never seen that really before. Max Pass is something a little bit different, but we I wonder with so many people anticipated to coming through, is, is that something that's going to be offered? Um, and certainly the hotel. Um, I, I think the hotel is going to be um, something that unlike we have anybody has ever experienced anywhere before um, in terms of not just being a place to sleep and shower, but is is the third, fourth, fifth, seventh, whatever, how many different attractions we've mentioned so far, uh, the (laughs) hotel is going to be an attraction too. Absolutely. Guys, I appreciate you um, taking just a little bit of your time to to go. You know, I I didn't go in with any false expectations of this being quick because there was so much to cover, but I really wanted to help create a good basis and a baseline for those that were going to be coming in. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more to talk about as we get closer and certainly I will have to have you back to review the lands once they open but in the meantime uh, Corey and Danny where can people find you if uh, I mean other than on I4 online for for Galaxy's Edge (laughs) well yeah I'm uh, I'm still in line just waiting for the opening day they're uh, supposed to be bringing us snacks apparently but uh, I'm on all the socials uh, Corey Bassett I don't really have anything else to promote yet but uh, working on it 
Oh, I like the tea. Um, you can find me at Average Disnerd. I host a Disney podcast, and my goal with the show is to talk about all the exciting things like Star Wars Land and movie reviews like Captain Marvel will be coming out this week. I'm very excited about that movie review. But my goal with the show is to also have you eat your vegetables. I want you to learn something <laughs> from this. So I have, uh, to give you an example, I've got a recent episode about Disney's conservation efforts and about how they're caring about the planet. Um, I've got an, an episode about education, and I've got some accessibility episodes coming out soon. So if, you want to, if that interests you, I'd love to have you listen at uh, AverageDisner.com or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Cool. I'll put links to all of your stuff in the uh, the show notes at www.radio.com. And we want to know, what are you, our friend, the listener, um, what are you most looking forward to or most curious about about Galaxy's Edge? The best way to let us know is go to the WW Radio group on Facebook. Go to www.radio.com slash community. I'll put that question in there. I'm sure Danny and Corey will be in there uh, interacting as well. Also, if you have a question, if you have a comment that you want to share, you can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. I am shocked, however, at the lack of additional Star Wars references. Corey, I was waiting for you to be (laughs) quoting Star Wars left and right. Um, So I will let you sign off with whatever line you feel is most appropriate. So I actually have a whole Word document that I was trying to, like, <laughs> highlight as I went through. I was like, oh, fly casual for the Millennium Falcon ride. And I was like, oh, happy beeps for when you're in line. I was like, so so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple and keep it sweet. And then may the force be with you always. And also with you. <laughs> awesome. Guys, thank you so very much for uh, for joining me and and, uh, and, and nerding out. Thank good, you sir. Thank you. <laughs> good good to Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, sometimes in what you hear. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online forum for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So beginning last week with part one of our look at Galaxy's Edge, we are all in the Star Wars mood. So of course your question had to be Star Wars related, specifically Star Tours at Disney's Hollywood Studios and over at Disneyland. Your question was to tell me, what's the name of the spokesperson and flight attendant for Star Tours? And she's the one that ensures that all passengers practice proper flight safety. So if you watch the screen, as you prepare to enter your Star Speeder 1000, you'll see that Ali Sansan is your spokesperson and flight attendant. You also see her at the end of the attraction, just before you disembark your Star Speeder. She's the one that goes, bye bye. That's the worst Ali Sansan impression, but hopefully you know exactly who I'm talking about. Anyway, I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and once again, you were playing for all of my digital products, my 102 ways to save money for not Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom. It's like nine, ten hours total of an in-depth personal tour by me for you through all the secrets and history with the sounds of the Magic Kingdom in binaural audio behind you, all of which, by the way, still on sale. each on the site or on iTunes. I'm also going to send the winner of WW Radio Vinyl Sticker, a WW Radio Pop Socket, and of course, 
a WW Radio t-shirt. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Ellen Zimmerman. So, Ellen, congratulations. You use the online form. I have your shipping uh, address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's non-Star Wars-related Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. All right, I'm going to keep this one simple. Again, if you're not a Star Tours fan, Star Wars nerd, or nerd in training, all you need to do is finish this sentence by filling in the blank. And don't forget my blank, the true hallmark of progress. And don't forget my blank, the true hallmark of progress. So there you go. All you have to do is fill in the blank, finish that sentence. You have until Sunday, March 17th at 11.59 p.m. Go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, a vinyl sticker, a WW Radio t-shirt, and I'm also going to throw in a Star Wars-themed Disney Parks product prize just for you. You know what? I'll even tell you where it is. I'm going to throw in one of those cool... Darth Vader sipper mug things that you can only get in the Disney parks. So good luck, have fun, and because Sunday is St. Patrick's Day, may the road rise up to meet you, may the wind be always at your back, may the sunshine warm upon your face, and because it's a Star Wars themed prize, may the force be with you too. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I also want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I am so incredibly grateful for your love and your support and your friendship and your help. And I also love being able to, to thank you and give back to you each and every month with the different benefits and rewards. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the nation, including Ada St. Clair, Joanna Machowski, Erica Manning, Taylor Roberts, Ava Rolls, Carlsley, Stephanie Vink, and Stephen Schools. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but also get exclusive rewards every month, I create a new scavenger hunt that I'll send you digitally every month. We have a private Facebook group, Magic Band covers, logo gear, t-shirts, back packages at certain levels. There's monthly care packages with merchandise from Walt Disney World. We also do exclusive live video group calls and lots more. You also, by the way, get early access and discount to all of the events to find out more, to help support the show. And also remember that a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Again, to find out more, to help support the show, you can visit www.radionation.com. Also, in addition to the show, don't forget to please join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. I do a live video show on Facebook where we not just talk about this week's show, but more importantly, current Walt Disney World news. I'll take your calls and your comments in the chat. It's a great way for really you to be part of the community and the conversation and the show. Be sure to like and turn on notifications on the WW Radio page on Facebook, as well as in the Box People group on Facebook. Go to www.radio.com slash community. That's how you can make sure you see everything and be part of the show each and every week. If you have a question you want me to answer on an upcoming episode, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail. I'll be part of the show at 407-900-9391. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Pinterest and the Facebook as well. And of course, as much as I love connecting with you and hearing from you online, 
Nothing beats a handshake and a hug. That's why I continue to do special events and more importantly, meet to the month every month in Walt Disney World. They're completely free, always family friendly. March's meet of the month is most likely going to be the weekend of the 30th. Go to the events page at www.com slash events to find out exactly when it's going to be. I'll also announce it on the show. You can also join us for other special events, including our trip to Japan. We have our cruise out of New Orleans in February upcoming announcements about other adventures by Disney and I also do other meetups on the road as I travel especially to speak at conferences and schools again you can find out more there and to find out maybe how I can help you individually your business your school your event visit lumangelo.com and I would love to be able to help you turn you turn what you love into what you do and I have a few different ways to do it so first I have my momentum weekend workshop in Walt Disney World, September 28th and 29th. It is a two-day, it's a two-day event limited to just 50 people where we really work on you and your business with speakers, panels, and workshop activities. There's also an optional mastermind day on Monday. Second, I also have my second annual Momentum Weekend Retreat at a luxury vacation home in Walt Disney World. This is where just 10 entrepreneurs get together, spend the weekend together to really deep dive to turn what they love into what they do in this three-day, two-night mastermind event. I take care of everything from the house to the food, obviously. Again, that is just limited to 10 people. Both of those events right now have our special super early bird pricing. Again, go to lumangelo.com to find out more. And if neither of those work out for you, I'd love to be able to help you either with one-on-one individual coaching via video call or I now have two spots open for my weekly mastermind that meets every Tuesday night via video call. All the information is available on lumangelo.com or reach out to me via email lou at www.radio.com if I can help you or answer any questions. Thanks as always to Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended provider, whether you're going to any of the Disney destinations or anywhere in the world, you get the best possible prices, all available discounts. Most importantly, the incredible level of personal service that Becky Mankin and her team offer to you no matter where and when you are going. You can visit them at mousefantravel.com. Tell them Lou sent you and Also visit celebrationspress.com to order back issues and subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and I promise you, you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not. And if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Help this community grow in a a real, authentic, and organic kind of way. So tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode on Facebook or in your favorite Facebook group. And if you can, take just 30 seconds to rate and review the show on iTunes. It's incredibly helpful. Thanks to you. I have more than uh, 2,000 five-star reviews. We'd love to keep them coming. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Dahlia Noland, who says, it's a great show, very inspiring. My husband Tom introduced me to the WW Radio podcast over a year ago and I became instant fans. You're a friend, not a fan. Remember that. I look forward to listening to new episodes every week. I'm catching up on many of the previous shows, when I, which I encourage everybody to do. We live in Jersey. And we try and do the meetups when we can. Host Lou Mangello's energy, enthusiasm for Disney, and all-around positivity comes through every time you listen. Thank you. I love the top tens, restaurant reviews, and everything, but I think the recent episode Lou hosted about moving to Orlando was one of the best shows I've ever heard anywhere. Wow, thank you. That's a a testament to my guests. Uh, Hearing Lou's story and advice 
along with the roundtable stories from his neighbors and fellow members of the WWO Nation who also moved to Orlando, should be required listening for anybody who's considering relocating and taking a chance on a new start in their lives. It was truly inspiring. My husband and I also had the pleasure of meeting Lou, Deanna, and their lovely children at a recent meetup. We had a blast meeting Lou and Deanna last year at the, at the oh, at the evening at, at Art Smith's Homecoming when I hosted their Saturday Night Shine event in Disney Springs. Getting to meet them in person along with the other members of the family is just as much fun as listening to the shows. They're also some of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Aw, the genuine article, warm regards, Dahlia. No- Thank you, I, Dahlia. I read that whole thing because I was reading it to, on the show for the first time and I appreciate your incredibly kind words and S Schools 42 says Lou is the epitome of Disney spirit this is a must listen for any Disney fan Lou's love of Disney is infectious his guests are excellent and he's a gracious and enthusiastic host the true magic of the podcast is Lou's positive spirit whether he's doing a restaurant review a top 10 a hidden treasure anything in between the passion and positivity he has makes the podcast unique and leave you wanting to hear more Lou personifies the Disney commitment to excellence and service. Walt himself would be proud. S schools, that, that is the highest compliment you can pay. Thank you very much. To leave a review, just search for WW Radio on iTunes, or better yet, go to www.radio.com slash iTunes. I have detailed instructions with uh, exactly how to leave a review. I appreciate all of your kind words, both in the voicemails, uh, via the emails as well as the things that I get to um, hear from you personally and I, I do lead unapologetically um, I do a very positive show because it's how I feel about this place I, I like talking about the things that make us happy about going and give you an escape from whatever and wherever you are and it's who I am right because I live a very positive and optimistic life and I think both of those things are required to make and continue on that forward progress, dare I say, momentum that we all want and need. And I don't think you can do anything without that confidence and that hope and more importantly, the right attitude. So thank you again for the gift of your time and your attention and your friendship. And I love, I love you exponentially more in return, I promise you. And I am grateful to and for you each and every day. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou. My name is Samantha, and I am from upstate New York. I am currently driving into work and listening to all the podcasts. Um, I am almost all caught up, um, and I just wanted to send some positivity to you and say thank you for everything that you do. You share so much of the positivity and brightness and magical experiences that I get the chest feels and the goosebumps from listening to a lot of the stories that get shared. So just wanted to say thank you and keep up the great work. Thanks. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Gabby Naldo from Columbia, Maryland. I am currently walking back to my car after finishing the Rock and Roll Washington, D.C. Half Marathon. I'm calling in just to give a shout-out to the lady I met on the Metro this morning on my way to the race who recognized my um, WW Radio Running Team headband. I can't remember your name, but she said she loved the show, and she was really trying to decide whether she wanted to run a Run Disney event and join the running team, and I'm just calling to say that you totally should. And encourage anyone else listening that you guys really need to join the best running team out there that there is. Alrighty, have a great rest of your weekend. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Kent Jensen, longtime listener, first time caller. 
I was just calling in saying that we just booked our trip to Disneyland. Not that we haven't been down there already this year, but uh, uh, we heard about the uh, reservations and the, and the hotels for Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge, and we're able to get booked and uh, can't wait to get in there for that day and see the the uh, first time what it's going to be like to be in uh, Galaxy's Edge and experience the Star Wars universe in real life. Thanks for all you do. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks a lot. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, PA, and I'm listening to the latest podcast while I get the lunches ready for the kids. And I do want to confirm one of your emails for you about the restaurant in Morocco where you sat on the floor on pillows did in fact exist because my brother talks about it all the time that back in 1989, his first trip there ever, him and his friend ate there and that was one of his highlights was sitting on the floor on pillows at the restaurant. Now, I don't remember if it was actually called Restaurant Marrakesh or not, but um, so I know for a fact it existed. Anyway, back to the show. Everybody have a great week. Maybe I'll call later after I'm done with the show, but I just had to let you know that. And um, keep smiling and make somebody else smile. Bye-bye. Good morning, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Maggie from West Seneca, New York, and it is a balmy 13 degrees and snows on the ground. There are 338 days until that New Orleans cruise out on the Disney Cruise Line with you guys. I'm hoping that I can make it up there for the, or down there for the um, meetup that will happen before the cruise. Then you have 222 days for that Japan trip. Not sure if Becky sold out that last room, but you might want to give her a call at um, Outstand Travel to see if it's still available if you're interested. Then... Oh, my goodness, Lou just announced that there's going to be a meetup on March 30th. I don't have the information, but check out the Facebook page for that. It's March 30th. Have a magical, wonderful day. I've got 90 days left until I get back down into Florida for a few days. Love and hugs. Stay warm. Stay warm.